I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Bees. 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 that gravy. Bees. Straight down my throat. That's what I like. I'm a gravy guy. Hello and welcome to Two of the Thick Tech, the show where we come up with five, five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. I am Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trombley Virtual. James Matthews. James Matthews. And it is great to be here with you, mm. the gravy king himself. Mm. Thank you. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fat and Flour. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's an ama- it's amazing that gravy's what gravy's managed to achieve, mm. right? Because it is, it is, it is a it's, it contains a lot of um, the negatives. Mm. You know, it's got your fats. Yeah, it's got your um, carbs. Your, your carbs. It is. You know, it's, it's made from essentially a waste product. It's a sort mm. of a runoff. Is it? Is know? it sort of just and runny yet, bread? Is it runny bread? I mean, is there? <laughs> I mean, there's oil. Have we already talked about liquid bread on this show? It feels like. <laughs> because if we haven't, that is that is fertile territory, Alistair. Liquid and I would bread. invite you to plant your seeds. Mm. Mm. Sort of nine, Wheat, nine probably. grains. <laughs> and se- nine. Um, I, I mean, know. I'm talking pepitas. Mm. I mean, linseed. Mm. I mean, the others. Mm. Um, I think sesame. Yes. Um, I think. <laughs> I think uh, that liquid bread, mm. you know, is, is is something very much there for us there, there for us to explore. A good, um, a good gl- glass, of, glass bread. of bread. A glass of bread. Mm, a cold, refreshing glass of bread with a couple of ice cubes <laughs> in it. <laughs> but then hot, hot mug of bread. Yes, that's your toast. Absolutely. That's for the toast fans. Mm. You know, it, it, it's got that flavour, a little bit burned. You sort of you, sort mix, of, you mix a little bit of butter in there. Mm, that burned flavour that you don't, you, they don't often let you have in a liquid. No, oh, only in sort soup. of whiskey. And whiskey, <laughs> yes. Uh, smoky being one of the main f- flavours that you can get in, in liquid. Mm. I think uh, I think uh, up and up and go mm. that sort of I don't know if people have this on on the international stage mm-hmm. on the global podium the globium right but uh, up and up and go is like a liquid wheat bix wheat bix is our, one of our breakfast cereal and that's basically mm. a sort of a, a wheat bix is sort of a, a weird sort of demi bread crunchy mm. demi bread and then up and go has sort of turned that managed they've managed to get away with cereal, turning right? that into a liquid. Mm. But when we market liquid bread, it's not going to be up and go because it's going to be so carb heavy, it's going to put you straight to sleep. Up and down. It's going to be an up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, I'll write down it's going to be a real stop down of a, uh, of a, fo- of a food stuff. You know what I Because it's going to sit on your, in your stomach like a brick. Mm. Well, you know, the thing is, is that it's going to be. A liquid it's, brick. It's going to be so liquid brick. Mm. There's another idea. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess that's what concrete is. That's how they probably marketed concrete in the mm. early days. You love bricks, liquid brick. Yeah, but I want one that stays liquid. Like I want. Oh, okay. You know, like in the like the same role that the river plays in a mm. boating situation is that the river <laughs> supports the boat. I want that for a the role that the river plays in a. Boating situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you want? What do you want? You want that in a brick? I want that in a brick. I mean, it, you want a the... lake. A lake is, in a way, a liquid brick because you can use mm. a lake as the mm. support structure um, to hold up a building, say. Mm. So, I mean, I guess a good example of it would be a pier that is floating, mm. one of those floating piers. Mm-hmm. It's floating on a liquid brick, mm. <laughs> which is what a lake is. This has made me envisage a situation mm. where we have basically a swimming pool, mm. but it's a self-driving swimming pool, 
right, on, on wheels, okay? So it's automated, yeah. sort of like in whatever technology they use in drones, mm-hmm. but for driving around a swimming pool. And then, driving around a swimming pool or no, driving the, the swimming sorry, pool around? I apologise. Mm. The swimming pool is being driven around. Mm. Now you can put a boat in that, right? Yeah, great. Uh, a sailboat or a, or mm-hmm. a, a, a rowing boat. And then mm. you can drive that around mm-hmm. and, um, and, and also sail around. So you can, you can sail anywhere you want now. You will know now, the ocean and sailing will now no longer be an aquatic only pursuit. We've mm. broken the tyranny mm. of water and yes, taken but, but I mean you're still stuck boats in water. to the land. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But, <laughs> but then that's not a brick anymore. No, it's not. It's, not, oh, it's a rectangle. That's yeah. what that's how how I got it. It's a self driving pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've sort of got away from the very well formed concept of the liquid brick, which it turned out was just a lake. Um or that is one of its forms, uh, a puddle, mm. a pool. Mm. Um. <laughs> a pool? Well, yeah. If you, okay. Let's say you build a pool. Right? Tell me more about this pool. Where right. is it? All is right. it self-driving? No, no. Oh, okay. This one stays put. I apologise. Stays put. Mm. <laughs> stays put. Yeah? Um, Are you happy with that? Yeah. Um, and let's say, so let's say you build an in-ground pool. Mm. Right? Because you're, you're building a new house. Mm. Right, and you thought, you know what would be great for supporting this new house? Yeah, this pool. Right. And so then you build a houseboat. The no, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a brick. Remember, it's not a. I am going to admit, I haven't fully understood the brick concept. <laughs> well, what does a brick do? It holds things up. Yeah. All right, that's all. Okay. So then you build your house, and the the. The slab that you've mm. laid, you know, the sort of concrete brick that you sort mm. of lay down, which is normally known as a slab, mm. that is the pool, right? And then you make the floor of the house out of big inflatable tubes. You're building a houseboat. No, That's no, exactly no. what I was getting at no, when no, I said that it was a houseboat. Because boat. there are some parts of the house that are on the ground as well. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> and then... And so then you got, much in the same way that, let's say, over a brick, you don't have sort of, you know, it's not like, you know, like a, like if you put one thing on a brick, it's mm. often you go, oh, that's a statue, mm. right? But if you have multiple bricks, mm. you know, some of them are made of different things. Some of them will be a, a pylon. Some of them will be um, a block of concrete, you yeah. know, prefabricated concrete, yeah. things like that. So the same way. We're using different materials for different parts. So the edge of the building will will all be on the concrete on the mm. outside. And then the middle will be, the floor will be these inflatable tubes. <laughs> so it's not a houseboat because it's a, it's a terrestrial that doesn't move. Mm. Mm. But it would provide mm. some softness for when you walk on it. Be good for your knees, knee mm. joints, ankles. You know what? It's interesting. We, we went as far as making the water bed. Mm. We didn't make anything else. Water floor. Uh, water floor. It's a water floor. It's a water. If it's good enough for your back. Mm. <laughs> well, imagine how good it would be for your feet. Exactly. <laughs> and back. <laughs> Walking on water. Well, really, the whole... This is this was the problem of the waterbed people. This is why waterbeds have gone out of style. Mm. It's because they didn't think big enough. Well, they stopped at beds. They stopped at beds. But what about water couch? Mm. Water counter, mm-hmm. right? Water, water shoe. Water shoe. Um, uh, water chandelier, mm. um, water hat, water clothes, <laughs> water dog. Yeah, mm. water dog. Yeah. Well, a dog is usually about seventy-five percent water dog. Uh, I just let you know that on uh, Paw Patrol, that would be called a mer pup. Really? Yeah, and I spend a lot of my time pretending to be a mer pup now. Yeah. 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 And so what? I just want the listeners to know that Alistair wrote down the word liquid brick. Mm-hmm. Liquid oh, bread. That, oh, that's liquid bread. Okay, I thought you'd written down liquid brick like <laughs> like, uh, like 15 sketchy. minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I didn't even need to justify. So confident were you in this concept. I mean, I, I'd be happy for you to write it down if you want, Alastair. I think, can I tell you something about uh, swimming pools? I'm ready to learn. Great. I think swimming pools are a really, I, I think they probably 
teach a great insight, right, into um, into uh, ecology and ecosystems and man's role in the mm-hmm. in, in in the universe. Yeah. It's that we, we are trying to we you get you give people the burden of this huge fucking pool of water that will go stagnant like that if you give it a chance, mm-hmm. right? And then you say, all right, rich person in the inner suburbs, mm-hmm. it's your job to keep this water clean. And now that person is trying to play the role of the entire ecosystem, mm-hmm. filtering out all the, you know, all the, all the stagnant stuff, controlling the population of mosquitoes, taking mm. out the leaves and all that sort of thing. You think, you think mm. man... Uh, is better than nature. Mm. Well, good luck being or having the role of being a river. You got to do yeah. all that stuff now. You're the platypus. But mostly, the, his job is just to make it poisonous enough mm. that it kills other things. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and not poisonous enough that. It, and it then hire clean. somebody every six months to come and check the the pump mm. and do yeah. a bit of scooping. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. they don't learn quite as much. And then as then, uh, mostly that, and then getting one guy. Mm. With a long scooper mm-hmm. to come in and then eventually have sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody's done the calculation on like what the sort of the mean interval is mm. between when you hire the guy with a long scooper and when he has sex with your wife. Mm. And if they had that data, I think it would be useful to publish that in the booklet when mm. you buy the swimming buy the pool. pool. Absolutely. And then it just says, so, and every, um, we've done the calculations and every uh, 217 days, you just need to fire the guy who comes with mm-hmm. a long scooper. <laughs> That's right. The guy comes in. That's the maximum amount of time you could safely keep mm. him and keep it outside the, um, the, have the, the cuck window. Yeah, and well, I guess you could just have a guy who comes and changes the guy who changes. That's what what it is. But then that guy, you've got to change him every four and a half years. Of course. Because he'll have sex with your wife. Yeah, (laughs) or husband. Or, or, or husband. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't care. He's bi. That's great. Mm. Is there any sketch in this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's in the in the in the in the booklet. Putting it in the booklet. How often you've got to change your pool guy or girl? Um, and uh, you know how often you've got to um just stare into the water, thinking about ending it all. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Because ultimately, you become the greatest clog. In your own swimming pool, don't no, you? The, the, yeah. the biggest, the biggest threat to the uh, aquatic hygiene mm. of the swimming pool was man. Yeah, but I guess in a way, it's like you're not trying to keep the ecology going. You're trying to, you're really trying to stop any mm. life surviving yeah, in there are. except for you. Except for you, and that's a that's an interesting balance. You're to trying maintain. to take your pool sort of outside of the Goldilocks zone. For other creatures, or take it right to the edge of the Goldilocks yeah. zone, because really the Goldilocks zone is is an area in which man can survive, mm. right? And then and then by virtue of that, there's a bit of room around us for other things to survive as well. But mm. if we narrow it down enough, which is what we're going to do with climate change and the way we're destroying the universe, mm. we're going to create it so it's only us. We're destroying the universe. And then by, <laughs> we are destroying, Alistair, the universe. In a way, we are with our space junk, probably, and some of our um, radar, ra- radio waves. I think so. Imagine yes. that if we found out we're killing the moon. <laughs> oh, no. We're making the moon even more uninhabitable. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, moon. Now we've got to worry about the moon. Well, this, also... is, this would be the opposite problem. Would be if we were accidentally making the moon alive, mm. and that it was going to eat us. Mm. Think about that. What if the bacteria that was in the poop that we left on the left moon, on the moon, if that, they all started working together, something about space. Mm. <laughs> okay, helped <laughs> collaboration. Um, and then they covered the moon. Well, they probably had to. They had to work together. Mm. You know, very often happens. Yeah, like in, in the um, war. In the, like war, the war, you know, like how the Germans and the Nazis had to work. Uh, the Germans, <laughs> the German, the Nazis and the Allies had to work together. Mm. They didn't have a choice mm. because things were so bad. Yeah, that's my memory of how 
how it all... Uh, well, I've only watched one documentary. Yeah. But, but it sounds right. <laughs> um, last night in my dream, mm. a guy, I went to some guy's house mm. and he lived in this kind of little cupboard like room. And I went in there and it just showed me his room and he went and sat at a little, little desk, which actually looked a lot like this little desk here. Oh. And on it was a very little thin syringe, right? And, and I was like, oh, this guy kind of seems a bit mm. dodgy because that syringe. And I went, anyway, I'm going to go. Now, this is not important, but because in my dream at the time, the roads were a bit icy, with my shoes, I was able to skate around, <laughs> like ice skate around. <laughs> Like that, and I was ice skating away down sort of like the night street. Yeah. And then uh, it hit me. I was like, oh, I'm about to pass out. That guy had just drugged me. Like that. And then I. This is a terrible time to be skating down the roads. Well, I mean, it's great that I got out of his house because I assumed that he was going to use my unconscious body for various (laughs) things. Like that. And then, um, and then as I was passing out, my feeling was like, I gotta get my phone out to let somebody know where I am. Mm. And this won't mean anything to anybody else, but I thought, James Bramwell, <laughs> who is a friend. A mutual friend. A mutual friend who I, who I studied engineering with and have continued being friends with. And But, you know, he lives far away. <laughs> he lives like two hours drive. Like two hours drive away. And, and I just was like trying to go. And I think I just managed to write help before I... I passed out in my dream yeah. and then com- and woke up in my regular life <gasps> like this and just my heart beating. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If anything, you were, you were more awake than you've ever been. Well, because you, you can't be unconscious in your dream. That's true. If you're unconscious in your dream, you're awake in real life. Mm. That's what happens. They only, you can only be unconscious once mm-hmm. at a time. Max. Max. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that's about. I like in your dream when you discover you can do something mm. like that, and it's always like, oh, of course, of course, this works yeah. so well. I like. I used to always have dreams mm. where I could just. I was just like, oh, if you just lift your foot up high enough and sort of push down quickly, you could just walk up into the air, and it would yeah. be like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, usually. Of course you I... can, because air's got resistance, and you know, it's and it just, makes sense. It's just yeah. Pushing and stuff yeah, like and that, and then you're just you're just compressing the atoms mm. together. And creating a sort of a denser material. Um, and then you can step on it. Presumably, it's feasible if we had the right kind of... Um, shoe. Shoe and uh, very strong, very, very light material. Mm. We could make a kind of a shoe that had like basically a sort of a, a dress underneath or an like umbrella. A, like a sort of umbrella thing. An umbrella type that as thing. you pull up, it as closes. As you pull up, it closes. And as you push down, it... <laughs> Open mm. and then you can push, and then you sort of like it, I guess it's based a little bit. I mean, the, the the width thing is sort of based on the same concept as the the snowshoe. Mm. You know, that helps keep you yeah. on top of the the soft snow. But then, but you also are using kind of umbrella aerodynamics mm. to and where you know you can maybe just get a little enough enough. Light. You'd have to start pretty high up, I think. Oh, I think it's a, it's always a good idea. <laughs> It's always a good idea if you're going to test something that flies to to go as high as you can first. Correct. Correct. <laughs> to see whether or not. I'm just thinking. Just step off of a step the... off of a <laughs> of of a skyscraper. <laughs> just see if this works. Well, the sky shoes, you know, it's a great it's a great marketing thing. If oh. nothing else, it's going to get a lot of attention. Either way. No, but either way, and you're starting. Even if you plummet to your death, you're starting a conversation. Mm, yeah, but I think you want ones that you can use, like stairs, that okay. you could you can put your foot up, your your big flaps open up, mm-hmm. go real wide like that, and then you can step, and then the next step goes up a bit higher, and so then you can run up a mm. little bit. Like that. But they're just connected to your shoes, right? Just or connected they, to yeah, your yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah, just connected to your shoes. Yeah, and up you go. And up you go. Totally. But I, I, I am just saying that if you started on the ground, mm. you wouldn't be able to lift your feet up enough to get that thing out wide enough because I imagine it's got a pretty... Well, I imagine that it's got it's got some... Somehow recoils. Yeah, it's got some electronic thing in there that, yeah, that oh, triggers okay. it out. I was hoping that it would be entirely human power. Entirely mechanical. Yeah, entirely yeah. mechanical. I mean, I guess really... Mm. Uh, what we've invented here <laughs> is wings, <laughs> but for your feet. <laughs> That's all this is. Is right? it really? Yeah. 
It's just feet wings. Feet wings. <laughs> I think the fact that we like you always picture your wings going on your arms is what blind us blinded us to the truth no. that all we've been describing this entire time is wings. I think it's closer to that. You know that that Leonardo da Vinci one where it's like it looks like an umbrella that goes up and down mm. or maybe it was like those early attempts at helicopters mm. yeah well, they were fucked mm. like that and the, and the thing jiggling kind of gets, yeah. well that's what it would like be like a flying jackhammer yeah and the only way the, the, the only problem I guess with our sort of umbrella shoes idea mm. is that you would have to constantly be running in order to keep yourself airborne yeah, yeah. which especially running Upstairs, yeah, <laughs> the easiest kind of running. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, make you nice and fit, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, can we have that? Can we have stair shoes? I don't know. As a thing? Sketch, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it's you know it's something that some lunatic would suggest. Yeah, I mean, I inv- you know I listened back to some early episodes. And there was early time back in those days. This was a different time. Mm. Obviously, this wasn't series two, mm. right? But um, back then, you used to say, "No, nah, that's not a sketch." Really? Yeah. Wow. You know what happened? I think it's incredible Andy. that that, mm. that that I was the one though doing that. And now, so often these days, it feels like I have to convince you that mm. some bullshit is a sketch. Yeah. You've ma- somehow maintained integrity. Well. It's not necessarily the case. I mean, I often have to. Or you've leached it out of me. You're like an integrity vampire, which is I'm going to pitch this as a show, right? Okay. A reality show? No. Okay. No, as a as a as a kind of a television show, mm. right? And it's a it's a creature. It's a creature, right? It's a drama. And there's a creature that is able to suck the integrity out of people. It has no integrity of its own. Mm. Okay? Maybe it's it's a politician or something like that. But it has this vampiric thing where it'll stick its teeth, or or maybe I don't know, a, a, it has a thing on the end of its elbow or something to make it a bit different. Mm. Sticks that into you, and it can suck out your integrity. And then from that point on, you have no integrity whatsoever, and you'll mm-hmm. go and do anything. But it is able to maintain its integrity. But would it look like it doesn't have any integrity when it's touching things with its elbow? No, it, tr- it does that secretly down alleyways and that sort oh. of thing. It lures you in with its integrity. Oh, yeah. You trust it so much, and that's why it's able to sust- to to mm. uh, avoid suspicion because it appears to have so much I guess integrity. Like, so it would lure you by saying like like Would you like to open a bank with my yeah. with my brand <laughs> in my branch? Come down this alleyway. <laughs> Exactly. You're like, well, it doesn't seem like the kind of alleyway you'd open a, a bank in. But this guy but has in Melbourne, so much it's only a matter of time before we start having little pop-up banks in alleyways. Mm-hmm. And you go down there and there's some fucking hipsters or whatever and they'll be like, yeah, man, yeah, boss, whatever, we'll take your money. Mm. And then... Uh, chief. Chief. <laughs> boss man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think... Look, uh, um, so wait... Integrity vampire. Yeah, but what does that look like when you have no integrity? You'd just be like, oh, uh, I'll do anything. I'll uh, do anything. Yeah, you know, I'll uh, yeah, buy this, buy this um, bit of bit of broken car. <laughs> <laughs> so even, you say, even the things you buy have no structural integrity. Is that yeah. the idea? <laughs> I mean, so what, I does what, like, what, what does integrity look like? It's just like, like you can really trust that person. Exactly. But then like no integrity is like your classic used car salesman, big checkered jacket, you know, mm. like they used to appear in comedy sketches in the 80s. So not only do they have no integrity because they look like a bad uh, sal- salesman, mm. they also have no integrity because they're not using up-to-date references, yeah. which is even less integrity. Yeah, that's good. Okay. You know what they say about people with integrity? They use up-to-date references. <laughs> And so you want me to write this down? Integrity vampire. Integrity vampire. I do want you to write it down because as, you, as we've discovered, I have no integrity. Um, um, can I? But then the other thing, what was the other thing we were talking about? Oh, hipster bank down an alleyway. Well, look. I, Feels like a thing. Uh, yeah, not yet. Not yet. Wait, I'm not sure we're ready for another one of those straight away. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> I, think, look, I think there's an idea there. But let me just, can I, you know, this, you know undercover, co- undercover boss? Yeah. How about this, right? It's somebody who's at the bottom of the company. Yeah. Goes undercover and he shows up in front of you with the CEO and he goes, I'm your boss. <laughs> he gets dressed up, we put him in a suit. Alistair, it's a perfect idea. Yeah? It's a perfect idea. It's an overcover, no um, bottom rung of the company person. <laughs> it's the name of the show. Overcover. And they. Bottom. <laughs> Oh, I love that you're writing that oh, down. Um, yeah, they, they, they show up at a board meeting or something sometime and they're like, who's this new guy? And say, I'm, I'm the CEO-CEO or yeah. the CCEO. Mm-hmm. The chief. chief. Chief executive officer. Oh, I'm in charge of all the chief executive officers, mm. but that's just me. Well, then I'm in charge of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get to know your new boss. And then so then they work together mm. and then he sort of, he goes, actually, this guy, boss is a real jerk. <laughs> this boss oh, boss. That's great. Right? What a useful lesson for yeah. him to learn. And then he finds out. And then he, when, when he reveals he's actually a person from the bottom row. He fires he him. He fires <laughs> him immediately. <laughs> oh, thank God. I, I really learned a valuable lesson, which is that I can fire anyone in this company. I thought there was one person that I couldn't fire for a while. And then I remembered, what, I, guess, I guess what I'd always known. And always believe. I went back to my core beliefs, which mm. are that I can fire anybody <laughs> in this company. And then I, I followed through on that. I guess that's another thing I learned, yeah. the importance of following through following on through firing. And not letting somebody mm. sort of uh, get you. Get and then you, you and not, trick you. And trick you. And then you not <laughs> Very easily. <laughs> I should have known when this new CEO showed up with all these cameras. And I guess I learned there are no consequences to my actions. <laughs> <laughs> and I can rain. I can, I can rain without fear. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's good. What about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. M- Mid cover, yeah. middle tier person. <laughs> and what it is, it's like somebody from sort of uh, a middle manager from the human resources department mm. goes and works undercover mm. in the um, the marketing department. Yeah, as a middle manager. As a middle manager. I'm your new manager. Okay. <laughs> what do you know about this department? Uh, oh, you're fired. Were <laughs> you fired me? <laughs> That's right. That's right. We have a thing in marketing where you get fired by the people below you. What do we think of that as an idea? Mm. That's kind of democracy, isn't it? A little bit. Mm. I mean, there isn't there isn't any sort of thing in place for us as voters mm. to fire our boss if he's not doing a good job. You just have to wait until they finish their term, right? I mean, I guess there's always rioting, sort of violent rioting, mm. hunger strikes and setting yourself on fire in front of Parliament House. And I'm that kind of surprised thing. this hunger strike ever works, if it ever works. It doesn't feel like it ever does. It just feels like one person is hungry for a long time and then mm. people are like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. I think it worked for Gandhi. Yeah. I think that's how he got the British out of India. Could be wrong. There was probably other stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have a lot of people behind you that are sort of mm. rioting, I, I mean, let's, we could find out. Mm. Where, yeah. How I mean, that would be a good thing to do, I suppose, to know mm. things about... Before we make sketches yeah. about them? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... Uh, is there something can you do could, could you do an eating strike mm. you know that you will i will just eat i will just overeat and i will keep overeating unhealthily and putting mm. on weight and indulging my every whim until all d- of us use. will yeah i think i can I, consume can, strike yeah. consumption or could you be like i'm not going to have any strawberry milk oh okay it's a bit more specific that's sort of a boycott really isn't it well, not in this case. This case is it's a it's a, a strawberry milk strike, right? And it's not it's not because you're trying to not eat. It's not because you're trying to hurt the strawberry milk people. Okay. 
you're trying to take down the government, <laughs> but we're trying to see how little <laughs> you can cut out of your diet yeah. um, in order to get them to do something. Mm. So maybe if you cut out a lesser amount of things, you just mm-hmm. have to do it for much longer. Mm. So it's sort of like I'm doing the 5-2 mm. strike. Yeah, <laughs> hunger strike. <laughs> I'm doing that hunger strike thing where I hunger strike from 9 o'clock at night until 9 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. And there's, it's that, apparently it's that 12 hours mm. that causes the government to collapse. That would I mean, be that, good. That 12-hour that, that yeah. interval. Well, I mean, if everybody did it and everybody was just mm. that little bit more sort of grumpy mm. from not having eaten. Mm-hmm. Do you think that might take, take the, down the government? Well, they might at some point just resign, especially if they've also been doing it. Yeah. yeah. If you can get them to do it, <laughs> yeah. that's when you're really doing well, isn't it? If you can get the government to mm. go on strike. Imagine if the government went on strike, okay, for... Because they're not happy with the voters. With the voters. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. I'd like to see that. And what what do they do? Do they do they march? Do they go marching down the down the streets mm. and picketing? I feel like they'd get spat out on. places of work and that mm. sort of thing. <laughs> I think they would just hide behind fences and things like that, and be protected. But they could, or they could. I mean, it might might be mm. quite 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 interesting to see what what kinds of things they chant and that sort of thing when they are out mm. marching. And I think this is an interesting sketch I idea. It's an interesting sketch idea. It feels I mean, it would would re- require us to maybe. Do a little bit of work to mm. figure it out, but mm. I think. But it feels quite satirical, mm. you know. And we are we are satirists, oh. you know. <laughs> Isn't it the worst? Yeah. Isn't it the worst thing in the world to yeah. call yourself a satirist? Yeah. I saw um, on the ABC YouTube page mm. one of Mark Humphreys, who's a in Australia, he's a he's a satirist who does things for mm-hmm. before the seven thirty report on or after it or something on one night of the week or. Every night, I don't know. Anyway, he's doing those little sketches, but they'd labelled his thing as satirist Mark Humphrey's latest sketch about something or other. It's mm. like, don't, don't call it that. Just don't write that there. Yeah. This will be satire. Saying that yeah. is, is a horrible thing. Be like calling your show satire show. Mm. Ah, now I want to do that, though, now that you've put it like that. <laughs> Satire show. Here I am with my weekly satirical take mm. on the week's events oh. that I do every week. Satirical poking a, take. Turning my satirical eye oh. and uh, subjecting the powerful to oh. uh, the scrutiny of the comedian, the, the eye of, of the my, expert satirist. Of my japes. Mm. Anyway. Um, do you think satire strike 2019? There will be no satire. No satire. Imagine how the government would deal with that. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> um, I think as a politician, it'd be just be nice to have people talking about you. That would be nice. You know? But then sometimes they say nasty things. Yeah. And I don't think I'd feel good about that. Or embarrassing to your family and things like that. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just, I just, I don't think I deal well with criticism. You know, well, like yeah. if you get a bad review of your comedy festival show or something like that. Mm. It's kind of like that every single day for politicians. Yeah, but imagine like going through that and then being at your kids, like dropping your kid off at school and then mm. somebody says something, things like that. You know, It's like it makes regular life embarrassing because mm. then it's like, oh, nice one, you joker. Like mm. that. You know, people say that and you go, oh, God. Mm. Now I have to like worry that these Idiots are going to be here every time I drop off my kid at daycare. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've got we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six sketch ideas. Alistair. and all of them are rock solid. But yes. I thought maybe well, especially we'd... that one about a water brick. I didn't write down water brick. Didn't write down water brick. That's water solid. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought maybe we could go to three words from a listener. Mm. Listener who supports our Patreon, mm. um, and thank you to everybody who does support our, our Patreon. It helps us immensely. Mm. Um, it really does. It and it, it actually, you know, if you <laughs> saw the desperation with which sometimes Andy asks me for that money, <laughs> <laughs> you it would bring... I, that desperation was in confidence, Alistair. <laughs> uh, what about what about what happened to? Um, Podcaster, podcaster, confidentiality. Oh. When I come to you, yeah. 
in a state of true vulnerability. Sorry, Andy. Exposing myself very often because mm. that's the only way that he'll give me the money. <laughs> it's great to have the the password to, into that PayPal account. Mm. Um, anyway. A lot of power. Anyway, thank you very much to all of you. And you anyway, can always hipster join Hipster Bank, down the end of an alleyway. They're there. Well, oh, what can I get you? 50 bucks? Maybe that. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> can, I, can I get you 50 bucks? Can like, I get you a loan? There yeah. you go. There you go. A loan. Oh, can I? Uh, yeah, just a flat rate. Flat rate sounds like flat white. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, yeah. okay, so the idea is that it's like a cafe? Yeah, well, they talk like it's, they're hipsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Hipsters. Hipsters, yeah, I get it, the, but... The funniest thing in the universe. No, but... Hipsters. Down oh. an alleyway. Skate, skate, he's the skateboarding bank manager. Satirist Andy Matthews. <laughs> Nuts out an idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So the three words. By the way, you guys can get t- tickets to our comedy festival show, mm. Teleport which is us as engineers, um, starts late March, goes all the way to the near, mid, mm. mid to end mm. of April. We need to sell tickets, mostly for the same reasons that Andy has desperation in his voice when he asks for Patreon money. Um, but also it's going to be a really great show. We're having mm. so much fun writing it. We are. And, uh, and if you're buying that and then you got a little spare, spare, spare change, I'm also doing a solo show where I'm going to go wild mm. with my solo show called Alistair Tromley Bridgel. Couldn't He's going to be bringing you his, his sort of satirical take. My satirical <laughs> take on current his, events. His warped, his skewed perspective yeah. <laughs> on the minutiae of everyday life. You'll, you'll be rolling in the aisles finding it clever. <laughs> my, my satirical spin. <laughs> um, so... The Patreon three-word uh, three supporter for today yes. is a man known as Brian Colella. Thank you, Brian. 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 Oh, Brian. What a, what a great name. Yeah. Brian Colella? Brian Colella. Is that friend of the show, Brian Colella? That is the one. He has actually appeared on an episode. He has appeared on an episode. Almost exactly one year ago. Oh, Maybe one year and a month. That checks out. Yes. A year and Because um, it was months. during the Comedy Festival last year. Brian, thank you so much for this and, and other things. Thank you very much for all the things. Um, all right, Andy. I don't know if you'll guess these words, but you can try guessing one. Mm. So now you've got a one in three chance. Okay. Lancelot. No. Oh. Um, Austin. Austinatizing. Austinatizing. Okay. Hot coiling <laughs> and quenching. Now, now I, I'm pretty sure those last two are a way that you can treat metal. Mm, and I assume that austenitizing is as well. If I know Brian, he will mm. have gone with a theme. I think it would be it would be you know more traditional if he'd gone uh, two think, ones that are to do with a theme, and then the the third one is a twist on it. Mm. It's much less likely that you'll go twist in the first one, yeah. and then two that establish the pattern. Well, that's that you just twist. The other way of doing it is that the theme is fucking with us, mm. right? But this one, the theme might be treating metal. Treating <laughs> <laughs> either well or mm. poorly. Yeah, indeed. Um, and I I think it is interesting that if you treat metal. You know, if you heat it heat it up a lot mm. and then you plunge it into very cold water, mm. you know, for a man, that would be considered mistreating it. But for a metal, that's a way to make it stronger, mm. right? Absolutely. I think the outside goes very hard maybe mm. with, in that case, but yeah. maybe not, not the inside sure. not as much. The inside re- remains soft and gooey. Well, goodness. <laughs> creamy. No, but I, I think it, it changed, you know, the, the properties of the one that is, it makes contact with the water are much more likely to be affected based on the uh, velocity, uh, the, mm. the, the speed at which it cools. And I think mm. it changes something to the crystalline structure of the metal. I'm sure it does. Um, but I'm just wondering, Alistair, which do you think is the creamiest metal? And mm. is there a way in which we can treat metal such that it does become creamy? Yeah. Well, gold, gold. is soft. Oh, I, well, I was going to say copper as well has got a kind of a, mm. a feel to it. Like maybe, maybe you could almost eat it. But, you know, this is an Lead. eating wood podcast. This Lead. isn't an, 
You're right. Lead is kind of, you know, it's very malleable. You could mall it, mall it. You could probably, you probably could chew it would up. You, would you mall it with your hand? Mm. What about aluminium foil? Aluminium foil, I have definitely crunched on that. Yeah, but that's not creamy. It's not creamy. No, it's crunchy. What about mercury? Mercury is you could obviously sp- the creamiest metal. <laughs> At room temperature. <laughs> it's basically a metal cream. Well, even cream is only creamy at room temperature. Mm. But then other things are are creamy at higher temperature. I assume that like every gravy. material becomes creamy at a certain temperature. You know, we have we have the melting point, we mm. have the boiling point, mm-hmm. where's the creamy point? And that's what I would like to discover mm. as a material scientist. It not, I'm not saying it's edible. Is that, I'm saying, is that, where is it the closest non- to being edible? The creaming point. The creaming <laughs> For both the metal and... I think there will be a combination of pressure and temperature that will achieve creamery. <laughs> creamery. Mm. Um, well, that, yeah, no, I was about to say this. Through. <laughs> I was about to say the word ice creamery. <laughs> like... Like that wasn't already a thing that was mm. creamy, but I was I guess I was picturing ice, mm. a state between solid and liquid where it could be creamy. Creamy, but yeah. there must be in there that must moment. Be. There must, there must surely. You know where where it's like in the melting process in mm. which, you know, I guess it's some some things are still holding on to their mm-hmm. to their solid structure and so if i may make this about superconductors for a moment alistair and proceed it now cream yeah. is a room temperature cream excellent right? now we and we have room temperature superconductors okay which are you know we, uh, is that well, something, just a sketch idea we came we're up trying with to invent okay. them. we're trying to invent room temperature superconductors we've talked about room temperature bread mm-hmm. a bread that cooks at room temperature <laughs> And earlier in this episode, we were talking about a liquid bread. A liquid bread. A bread that would never cook. That would never cook. As you as you heat it, it actually becomes thinner and runnier. <laughs> and it's as you cool it that it becomes a little bit more thick mm-hmm. and kind of gluggy. Mm. Interesting. Um, iced bread. What about this? Well, yeah, that's the trouble. But, no, but like, you know, well, why do we only have um, sweet icy poles? Why are there no savoury icy poles? Why is there no iced bread, mm. an icy bread pole? Oh I'm God. saying that there could be mm. one that already it contains the flavours of uh, mayonnaise and ham. Um, and ham and tuna, mm-hmm. right? Ham, ham and, and tuna, tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Surf and turf. Oh, like this idea that you could just have like a like a tuna. <laughs> Like a tuna sushi roll, mm. but it's just tuna in a slice of ham <laughs> rolled up in a slice of ham. <laughs> Maybe with like a strip of mayo in there. <laughs> Mixing meats. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that works for me. Mm. Oh, um, I mean, I mean, you know, it's something. Mm. Um, but anyway, I just think an ice, an ice pole. Uh, savory icy poles mm. is p- potentially something else. Well, maybe to... maybe liquid bread only mm. becomes maybe becomes hard at absolute zero. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so then you could make an icy pole uh, by making it, you know, and after taking it to minus three hundred and seventy-three <laughs> Kelvin or whatever it is, or zero Kelvin. Seventy-eight. Three hundred seventy-eight Celsius. But yes, zero Kelvin, Alistair. You're absolutely yeah. right. Zero Kelvin. Um. Anyway, I was going to say something else about uh, oh yeah the superconductor thing. That was just a, it was just a stupid. That was going nowhere. No, but are we using this creamy metal thing as this sketch idea? Um, or uh, or we can keep talk, keep talking. But I think creamy metal, you know, could could be something. I mean, there's an idea. Could be the something. Cre- I think it is interesting though that it's so far we've established the two that we think are the closest to being creamy are the most. Poisonous. So mm. we've got your mercury and your lead. Both of them seem like they could be creamy, but are bad for you. And mm. I wonder if there is a sort of if, if that's if that's a property, a fundamental property of the universe mm. that we've discovered, right? Is that is that the creamier a metal, mm. the the less healthy? Absolutely. I think it's it's probably got something to do with its molecular structure, so, soft molecular structure mm. that, and the more you wanna mash it with mm. your hands and mouth, mm. 
um, the more likely that it is going to get up into your pores and mm, sort in of your pores, and then travel to your brain and affect yeah. your s- synapses. <laughs> is that is that the idea? Mercury gets into your brain and then accumulates in there. Uh, probably. That's yeah. You, in, Sounds in, like something it would do. It just. I mean, I don't know of anything else that does that. Maybe arsenic. I think lead does it as well. Yeah. Right. It 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 bioaccumulates. Yeah. Right. right? In the uh, in the food chain mm. that's why like you eating seafood and that sort of thing you can very often get a lot of it because mm. you know big fish eat little fish and they're eaten by even bigger fish and then you eat those fish but all that biomass mm. has been filtered through that big creature and the mercury and lead and he- or other heavy metals zinc or whatever accumulate in there and um and then you eat it and it's uh, and it accumulates in you you eat how many sharks a year do you eat you're probably eating thousands because you're top of the food chain mm. you're probably eating thousands and thousands of sharks a year well i kill millions but i i kill millions but i only eat one or two a year oh okay yeah. right, the best yeah the cream the cream yeah oh. <laughs> the ones that have the most liquid metal in them um, um is that a is that a podcast have we done a, i think we've done a podcast yeah. this is the okay. first time we've done a podcast at the abc because we couldn't travel at the moment. It's just it would it, it's it's less functional for mm. us to travel all mm. the way back to the warehouse, and so the sound might be different. Might be different, and the quality of the sketches, audio quality, and the quality of the sketches might both have been affected by the environment. Mm. So, so we'd love to know what you think. Let us know what you think in the comments. And, uh, you know, in Click the comments. Like and subscribe, and um, um, keep engaging. Keep with, engaging. You know. and hit that hit that subscribe button, yeah. you guys. Um, I'll Reader take us through the sketches. sketches. We've got liquid bread, which, by the way, I was thinking you can have different types of liquid bread. Mm. Let's say you have a liquid tortilla. Mm. That's perfect for drinking on the beach. <laughs> right? You know, tropical kind of thing. It's a nice thin, <laughs> it's a nice thin liquidy yeah. bread. Great. You know, but then you got a, you got a, a thick pumpernickel, you know, hot mm. mug, a thick pumpernickel. <laughs> oh, mug yeah. over, the, uh, over the fire. You know, you're in a wood cabin, mm. you're in the po- Poconos. I don't know mm. which where is a place where the, you would have a wood cabin. but um, The Swiss Alps. The Swiss Alps, you're there, and that's a perfect place to be drink- drinking pumpernickel, mm. liquid pumpernickel. Then you might just have like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you might just have a just a cool, refreshing glass of sourdough mm. or just, you know, some Wonder White. White, white bread, yeah. yeah. All that's what you're getting pouring the kids mm. for strong bones. Anyway, then we got um, how often you're not uh, you're, you wait how often you've got to change your pool guy. Mm, you know? Really important. It's just part of the other things. I know, think the the, the the pool guy changer comes with a big net, scoops him, yeah, takes him away, takes him away, so he doesn't have sex with your wife. You know, <laughs> you got to get rid of all contaminants. This is a, a sketch about controlling an environment. Mm. You know, and it starts as just an, a a regular. Uh, instructional video on how to keep mosquitoes from breeding in your pool mm. keep that filter running mm. keep those subscribes buttons getting hit <laughs> yeah. yeah okay and then we got air shoes i mean this is a not a person who's a madman a genius probably the most insane person that's ever lived mm. but in terms of intelligence and getting th- ideas right on yeah that's what i meant mm. i meant to say sane person but i think i said insane person you did say insane yeah mm. Um, but you see the way that I bend? Yeah. I bend to accommodate. Well, you work with me. But I also work with you to keep the meaning that I mean going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's tried to take this in another direction, and I'm going to just <laughs> make it work. Yes, and what if what you said supported Didn't, my yeah, point yes, of view? Yes, and what if you hadn't said anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I render that meaningless. Yeah. Um, then we've got Integrity Vampire. You mm. take that one, Andy. You explain that one. Oh, well, that's for somebody who can suck out your integrity and they use it to subsist on your integrity. Then you're left as a, a husk mm. with not a shred of it. I mean, it could be dignity as well if that's easier to envisage. Mm. You know, they re- remain dignified mm. while you debase yourself in the most vile, low and so dirty cha- of ways. changes how you act. Yeah, you do yeah. a poo in the street. Wow, yeah, yeah. Because you have no dignity. Yeah, you... S- like you say, so you'll polish people's shoes with your mouth. Yes. <laughs> for for nothing to be allowed to chew their used gum. Mm. It's interesting how not having any dignity also seems to make you want things that nobody would actually want. Mm. Yeah. 
Very interesting. Very poor judgment as well, people with no dignity. Yeah. He's a judgment vampire. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Imagine if you took all the judgments that you'd ever received mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're, you have ye who, who has not been judged. That's oh, who you become. You can cast some stones finally. Yeah, finally, then you just have this bag of stones you've mm. been carrying around. I've got so many stones. Um, then we've got over cover bottom <laughs> rung of the company person. Yes. Over cover bottom rung the of the company of person. Undercover boss. The opposite of undercover boss. And then you hear the bottom of the rung of, the, of this person. company. And then you. Pretend to be the boss mm-hmm. of your boss whilst being televised. Correct. And then he finds out some true things about himself, um, like how much he hates having a boss, mm. which is why he climbed to the top, and then how happy he is that he gets to fire you afterwards when he finds what out. What a journey. You, mm, over, then we've got government, go, government goes on strike. Oh, that's us really casting our satirical eye <laughs> onto and p- applying it. But this is Humorous what happens. Twist. Things things get really bad, or things get really good. No, oh, that's no, a real no, satirical no, twist, no, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to make it. Things get really bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <gasps> Turns out we need them yeah. desperately. Yeah. I mean, it's like still satire, but from the point of view of a politician. Of, it's a right wing satire. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. Which is what we're going to do from now on, because that's where the money is. Hello. It's because it's not it's not as crowded a market. Mm-hmm. And then we have metals creaming point, uh, and the science of creamy metals. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, as Alistair has mentioned, there is the show Teleport. It is on at the Comedy Festival. We would love it if you came along. Tickets have been selling very well. Alistair has his own show, which I am very, very excited about. I got to see a little bit of a sneak preview of it the other day, and it's very funny. My golly. My golly. And it also contains one or two little for fans of two in the Think Tank. Hello. Mm. Oh, something for you. Imagine mm. that. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, great. Well, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB. And you can always find us on Facebook and stuff. We haven't been really posting much to the Facebook. But no, no, no. I, I think I did. The most recent post I did was one saying, we're going to be posting a bit more stuff on here. Mm-hmm. And that was about uh, four months ago. Yeah. And we're also on Instagram at Two and Tank. Mm. And sometimes we put some exclusive photos on there. Mm. So if you like, if you like, I do. I do. Andy yeah. doesn't know because oh, he hasn't checked. Right. I'm really excited. Um, and um, I get to catch up. We love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you. 